Normally when I start my podcast, I say, hello, my beautiful friends, but I was thinking if you guys don't mind, we could change it to hello, my beautiful bimbos, because that came to mind uh, yesterday, and I just thought it was so freaking funny that I knew I needed to make a podcast episode and start it out that way. So let me know if you find it offensive or not. Personally, I do refer to myself as a himbo, but yeah, let me know if this is okay. So hello, my beautiful bimbos. Today, I have Lisa on my podcast once again, and you may be wondering why I always have Earth Signs as the feature on my podcast, and that's because uh, tropically, I am Earth Void, and sidereally, I only have my Virgo Rising. Like, there's literally no substantial planets that I have in Earth Signs, (laughs) so I just surround myself with them. Like, you know when you're a kid and you collect cool rocks? That's me with my friends. Like, I, I like these rocks. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, we prepared a little bit of fun today on this podcast. And to start out, um, so the reason I thought of the introduction, Hello, My Beautiful Bimbos, is because Lisa Elise, who was featured on the last episode, and Jenny, who will be featured on a future episode, we all have this app called Cappuccino. Real quick shout out to this app. Lisa introduced us to it and like honestly it's been so much fun. We have a nine day streak but essentially what you do is you record these like three minute little stories or you answer questions and it gets sent to the cappuccino and these little recordings are called beans. So every day you send your little beans and then the next day at whatever time you pick it gets turned into one big podcast with all your friends. I hope I'm, am I explaining that right? Perfectly. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right? Okay. It's so weird saying like, we did our beans today and tomorrow we're going to get our cappuccino, which I I love it. I think it's so cute, but it's so weird saying that to people. Like I'll text them and be like, Hey guys, I'm the only one who made my bean today. (laughs) Did you make your beans? Um, but yeah, it's been super fun. We have a nine day streak Mm -hmm. and we just play like little games. And I mean, I feel like I've been procrastinating on filming an actual episode because I'm like, I get a fucking cappuccino every yeah. morning. It's a targeted audience. You can't yeah. you can't go wrong with that. But one thing that I started to do on the cappuccino in my little beans that I thought would be so much fun to do on a real episode with one of my people is um, what I call the astrology game. And just for comedic effect, I do spell it ass astrology i just wanted to say that because it's yeah. a podcast of no, course. No, i think it's funny it's like astrology game and we're just gonna like make fun of the signs it's not like substantial astrological information um but yeah i wanted to play a couple of those with elisa and get her take on it mm. here we go basically the idea is that you're just given like a prompt and you have to go through each of the signs and just say like how you would respond when it comes to that person in the prompt if I feel like I'm being so vague, but that makes sense, right? They'll get it. Yeah, get yeah. It. Okay. So, the first one I came up with, each sign as a character in a movie. You can either pick, like, an actual character or just, like, a trope, you know? Like, a character type. Like, oh, the mm. jock in the high school football game. You know what I mean? Okay. So, I actually haven't thought about this one. I just wrote it down. I thought it was a good idea. Really? I thought about it. Okay. Can we sit and think about it? I mean, maybe, it? maybe I... let's, like, at the same time, like, go through each sign instead of... One at a time, you know? Okay. So, like, Aries. Yeah. Let's talk about Aries. Okay. Hmm. Actually, I think I know the perfect character type. Okay, tell me. You Have you thought of one yet? I, I'm, I'm a Taurus. I got Taurus placements. Yeah, yeah. I need a so, minute to, like, process. Yeah, that's, of, uh, that's fair. I mean, I could think of maybe one in a show. Who's that? Immediately Alana from Broad City. You think she's an Aries son? I could see that. 
there's some Aries and en- it's just Aries energy. I'm yeah, just yeah. thinking energy wise. Somewhere in there. Rising, whatever it is. Yeah. I was thinking in some movies there's a jock and then the jock will like go through this transformation and become either like a humble like emo kid or like you know what I mean like because I'm kind of torn between is Aries the jock or the emo kid they just express their like anger towards the world and destruction a little differently it feels like the Aries Libra opposition absolutely so something in there like that trope could explain the two of them I always find myself thinking of high school movies you Mm. know like high school characters okay I've never seen a high school movie where I'm like these are normal thoughts of a high school student like they're they're just like throwing Aries energy into the script that isn't normally there you Mm. know Mm. okay Taurus fucking shaggy from scooby-doo like literally <laughs> he literally dressed as a blonde yeah. i mean or whatever i can't we can't say that either right i'm so sorry no we can say anything we okay want. when i get like tourist vibes it's like the person who doesn't really know what's going on but it's there for the ride it is giving me choji from naruto i know you don't know this character mm-hmm. not only is he like obsessed with food but he's, like, so sweet, like, the shinobi way, the, the ninja way is, like, you have to fight. And he's just, like, I'd rather talk it out first or, like, you know, but that it'll take him a minute to, like, build up the, and, like, only when he gets defensive of his friends and family yeah. does he, like, hard pedal yeah. to the metal, like, but it takes him, like, a long time for people to, like, get him to that point, mm-hmm. you know? So the stereotype yeah, foodie. Yeah, but also the, like, You'd rather go through, like, conversation with someone than, like, physically trying to solve the problem. Like, he would, I mean, he could also give me, like, cancer vibes, too, but, uh, just the way that everything he did was, like, a slow build. You know who else has Taurus vibes? Hmm. On, like, the other spectrum, because I feel like we're pointing at the very, like, sweet side of Taurus, but at the other spectrum is, um, like, uh, what's his name? Nick Miller? From Absolutely! Like, like, it's almost to the extent where, like, there's really soft and... Like, it's, uh, Tauruses are, like, your childhood stuffed animal that you left in your parents' attic or basement, you know? Mm. And it's, like, you find it again, and you're, like, wow, this is so cute and sentimental, but also, I really didn't take care of it. Like, I left it in the attic covered in dust, you know? Like, it's almost, like, things take so long. I mean, I feel like Nick Miller's my idea of a Taurus, so, like, I feel like things take so long. Like, his room's really messy, but he's, like, a really sweet guy. Yeah. I, I definitely see that. It's kind of like they're so focused on, you know, Venus stuff. Like, mm. like love and, mm-hmm. like, being perceived a certain way by other people that yeah. their room is really fucking messy. Because they're spending so much time on stuff like that. Right. And I feel like the whole time he's really proud of what he accomplishes. Yeah. I feel like that's such a tourist vibe. Like, I'm okay with how slow I go. And all of us could really use that tourist energy. I know yeah. I've been, you know, trying to take it from you. Like, mm. I need that energy to realize that, like, every day, you know, we're doing the right thing. Okay, Gemini. They struck me as the kid in school, high school, mm-hmm. who's the valedictorian, who was also, like, yeah. cheer captain, who was also, yeah. like, in chess or whatever, like, had all these different friend groups and just, like... They're well-rounded because they don't actually have any idea what they want. Yeah. They're like, I don't know, like, I don't know how to pick one thing, so I'm gonna be really good at everything I do. The trope of uh, following their parents' dream, being successful in school, and then being like, actually, that was your dream, and then they- Only an air sign would be able to think their parents' dream was their dream, to the point where they're they're literally almost a professional, and they're like, wait a minute, I just realized this isn't what I want, like, how did you get to a professional level? How are you so- High school musical. I know, for real, like- 
if I wasn't interested in that, like, I can't even do the things I want to do. How yeah. did you go that far into what you didn't want to do? That's crazy to me. And so Gemini, too. Giving me Troy Bolton vibes, like, immediately, where he was like, basketball, but the drama, and he yeah. sings, and, like... You know what also gives me, like, really Gemini vibes? Mm. The, like, hacker in, in like, action mm. movies. Yeah. Because they're, like just hacked into the mainframe, <laughs> and they're sitting alone in a room, and it's like, everyone thinks, like, they're so cool, oh my god, this, this movie would have never been accomplished without the hacker hacking in, and then yeah. it's like this person who's just chilling alone in the room, like, they Kim don't- Possible's friend. Literally. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, because they, it's like, they communicate with people a lot, and like, they want to solve problems, but in reality, they have all this alone time, because they're an air sign, and they're like, oh, I don't really want to get attached, I just want to, like, do my thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cancer. Where to begin? Where the to, where to uh, end? the cartoon mom whose face isn't showing immediately. Really? Like uh, Dexter Laboratory. Oh, like the, the mom, oh, like the like, trope that the, like the mom's face doesn't show. Yeah, like where the screen is like kind of cut off, so you know that the mom is like always there. She's yeah. really caring. She's wearing rubber gloves. Like she's the stay-at-home mom who's like taking care of everything and. You just can't see who she is. Like, you, yeah, you But don't. isn't that weird? Like, right now, I'm kind of questioning why were there so many <laughs> cartoon women whose, like, heads were cut out? I feel like that's almost, like, anti-cancer vibes. Like, you will never know what this mom looks like. That was my yeah. immediate thought was the home life, the very nurturing moon mom energy. Um, they were always super kind and, like, there for their children mm-hmm. while also being protective like they're like maybe in t- towards the end of the show do you re- their identity is revealed and you're just like why didn't they show her the whole time you mm-hmm. know she's awesome but you love her anyways even though you don't see her face yeah so, just like the moon you love the moon anyways you don't see the whole thing all the time what do you think i feel like cancer's like the supporting character in a show like the best friend I don't think cancers would put themselves in a situation for, like, a main character, like, journey. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that characters aren't the main character. I'm saying they don't act like it, Mm. and they perceive themselves as, like, more of a side character role. And so I feel like the cancers would be, like, the best friend in the movie who's always there to support you, and they get a good amount of screen time, but in the end, it's not like they suddenly become the love interest or, like, they, like, have character progression yeah, like they're yeah. just like always there to support that person I when you mentioned that I was thinking the girl in Booksmart so you know how there's yeah, like, the, like the best friend and then the, there yeah. was like the main girl who instigated everything with her best friend you know like her best friend was kind of like oh, I don't know about that yet and then ended up going with her to like the parties and stuff and although they were very like we should do, try new things before the school year ends one was a little bit more hesitant than yeah. the other and yeah. so that's it. what it is. It's like, okay, I'll go along for the ride, but mm. I should let you know I really don't want to from the start. Yeah. But I'm your best friend, so I'm going to do it. That's cancer. Yeah. 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 Leo. Leo, I don't watch a lot of movies with Leo characters in it because I can't watch it for too long. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? Rachel Berry from Glee. Interesting. Yeah. I don't have many Leo placements, so I don't <laughs> often find myself looking off into a camera but i do on the other end on the aquarius end i do feel like i am being watched and perceived by a audience mm. but i don't act interact with the audience leo on the other hand they'll look every direction <laughs> like there's a fucking camera surrounding them so yeah. i'm thinking immediately rachel berry and we got a lot of speed racers in the back so i hope you enjoy i used to watch this uh, just random note mm. I used to watch these videos to help me go to sleep at night. They were like ASMR and it was like frozen 
paint and they would freeze paint and then like chop it up oh my god it's a beautiful sound if you if you can't sleep at night it's a beautiful sound okay but there was this one woman who did it better than everyone else so i'd like watch her videos like i'd go to her account and she lived in an apartment where there was always cars zooming by but it was funny because at one point like i kind of associated cars like zooming past with like sleepiness because i would watch these videos so (laughs) at first it annoyed me but then i would eventually just be falling asleep to like so now i'm thinking about like people listening and being like oh god i hope they don't fall asleep oh my god that's my own original experience that's so funny yeah i'm stuck on this leo how can you be stuck on leo when we're talking about movie characters and i have a sidereal leo so it's like i know who do i relate to you know who no one ever talks about Hmm. the leo who doesn't want to be noticed yeah they exist and you know what they do instead? Hmm. They make a shit ton of art about themselves. Or, like, mm. write a book that they're the main character of. Mm. They don't have to have, like, a bunch of friends, I think, or look in the mirror constantly. But did you ever read Looking for Alaska by John Green? Mm-mm. No. I don't think so. Anything by John Green? I feel like every woman in any of his things were a Leo. Why does she, mm. like... <gasps> Paper Towns. Dude, Margo. Absolutely. Yeah, literally, because she's like, I'm the main character, and... Bye. Yeah. I feel <laughs> Look like... for me. I feel like there's almost this concept of, like, it's perfectly okay to be attracted to a Leo, but to, in like, to exhibit Leo energy is a turn-off. It's, mm. like, this irony of, like, I am attracted to people who are confident and who know that they're bad bitches, you know? Mm -hmm. But then someone acts that way, and then suddenly everyone's like, whoa, okay, narcissist. Like, first of all, you're not qualified to use the word narcissist. Mm -hmm. You lack actual psychological information. Mm -hmm. Second of all, I'm a fucking Leo, you know? Yeah. Like, I just wanted to say that for the Leos out there. I, in my last episode with Elise, we both, at the same time, we're doing, like, fuck, Mary kill, and we're like, okay, let's say who we'd kill at the same time. We count down for three, both say, scream, Leo. <laughs> and I felt, I mean, I didn't feel bad about that, because given the options, Leo was the worst. For, for the situation <laughs> at hand, I'm sorry. I just wanted to shout out the Leos that don't want a bunch of attention, or genuinely just, like, their own muse. Because that's what it is, really, like, you're just your own muse. I guess Van Gogh, then. I mean, every... No way, man. That guy's a Pisces. I mean, absolutely, to the yeah. End, to the yeah end. You're right about that one. He could like I could see like a Leo Moon situation. I feel like his birth chart might be out there, but I just never looked at it. Let's move on to what who's next, Virgo? Can I be honest with you? I'm yeah. gonna have a really like <laughs> form your opinion. Unusual take here. Okay. Okay. Virgo to me is like I think there's like this trope of the big businessman or businesswoman or business person because we inclusive and it's pride month (laughs) but like you know so there's like this business person and one thing goes wrong and their whole life spirals out of control right like first of all Mm. the virgo is the person who made the whole plan that everything needs each other to coexist you know like a super codependent cycle of like my marriage supports my job supports my hobbies supports my you know my children like virgos intertwine everything and then one thing falls apart and everything falls apart like they don't know how to handle losing one thing Mm. so everything falls apart and that kind of like movie trope of like here's a horrible thing to happen to someone that was super successful like that character is the virgo Mm. because only a virgo could take like one thing like one thing happens to them and they're like my life is over (laughs) and then like you know because like normally in movies like that it's like they lose their job and then they just start being like a dick to their family Mm -hmm. 
And it's like, well, you didn't have to do that. Now yeah. you lost them. Yeah. You didn't have to lose them. They could have just <laughs> been there for you while you looked for a new job. Like, that's so far good. Yeah, I felt that one. I started thinking of, like, I'm not sure who, but a Grey's Anatomy character. Yeah, like, a character whose whole plot is, like, surrounded by their career. Yeah. Even the, like, love interests that come in and out career-based. Yeah, yeah like, everything, and it's also the service aspect of yeah. it, like, they want to help people so bad, but hospital hours? Like, yeah. insane. Um, yeah. So, it's definitely... And it's so funny because I feel like when you think of Virgo, I feel like that's so true, but it has to be the shows that are, like, dramatic. Like, you wouldn't think of, like, The Office for Virgo, even though Virgo is, like, career. Yeah. You would think of, like, shows where they take it really seriously. Yeah. So that's why I felt like Grey's Anatomy had a really good mix of, like, drama. They also touch a lot on just so many world issues and stuff, too, and, Also shows that where the characters can trick you into really believing that they're a professional. Yeah. Because I'm like, how are you (laughs) acting? Like, after this many years of acting, like, a surgeon does ellen pompeo genuinely have (laughs) biological knowledge only a virgo show could do that because maybe it's because i don't know anything about it that i'm like so oh yeah that's like the truth that's what's happening like she died from burping or hiccups or whatever it was (laughs) like i was just like yeah that makes sense like i don't know how inaccurate it is but for you to be able to be an actor and like portray a career as if you're capable of doing that Mm -hmm. that's pretty virgo libra libra libra's the person who dates the aries Absolutely. They are like whoever the jock is, it's the cheerleader girlfriend mm-hmm. or uh Yeah, I was cheerleader girlfriend. It's important to note that in the scenes where it's just them two alone, she's telling them how to like improve their life, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. my mom refers to it as um the kingmaker. The woman who's, like, in a relationship with a dude in a powerful position or in a popular position, and mm-hmm. she, like, tells him what to do, and, like, he succeeds further in what he set out to do. Absolutely. That's a Libra, because she can say it in a way you'll do it, you yeah. know? A Libra could be like, well, what if you did this play instead? And the jock's like, you don't know anything about football, babe. And then it's the moment where he's, like, standing on the field, and they're like, he's like, I'm gonna do it, and then he doesn't, like, wins the fucking game, you know? Like, yeah. that's the yeah. Libra influence that... I feel like everyone always says Libras are, like, the mean girl, but I feel like low-key, they're, like, the supportive person. Right. They're was, supportive to who they care about, right. at least. It was also giving me, like, the, um, what is it, uh, step-up vibes, where yeah. the girl is, like, she comes from a wealthy background, she's in the private school, mm-hmm. and this guy who's, like, not from such a great area, he's a, uh, adopted or in foster care, they, like, meet at school, and she's just, like, pulls him into the academy like because she has him as her dance partner and then he ends up getting like accepted to the school and it's like this really fancy school and he could like make it in the world like that so mm-hmm. same vibes but it was give- definitely giving me the step up uh that's like the first thing i thought of Libra's the person who's like already really in touch with their femininity when they discover feminism but they don't have the phase where they reject their femininity for the feminism they just go straight into being a hyper feminine feminist yeah and yeah, I love that. Scorpio? I don't even <laughs> want to say the first thought on my mind. I don't even want to say it. What were you thinking? Um, I was thinking Jennifer's body, Megan Fox. Oh, yeah. The one oh. who's like, whoa, I've been possessed. I think I'm going to have a really fun time with this. And, like, just ate a bunch of, like, high school guys in yeah. the woods. And it was, like, a horror movie, but it was, like, super sexy, I think. Yeah. I, I haven't watched it Makes in, like, out so with many years. Amanda Seyfeld yeah, at one point is. just for the fuck of it. Yeah. What did she say? You want to play house? Like, they're not 18 years old. I have literally no idea. I haven't watched that movie in 
I think I've only seen it like one or two times when I was really young, maybe too yeah. young for that movie. So, but that was there's the no first such thing. thing as too young when you're a, <laughs> a queer Scorpio woman and a Scorpio Mars. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I think I rewatched it just to be like, <laughs> what did Amanda and uh, what's her name? <laughs> what did they do? <laughs> Let me see that again. My mom's not home, and I'm like <laughs> Jennifer's body. I think I've seen the clip way too many times on like social just on media. YouTube, just, just like just replaying it. Twitter will yeah. like you know throw that out there every couple months or yeah. what years or whatever, and I'm just be like, it's a good thirty seconds. Yeah, of you my know life. what's funny? I feel like people, people are always like, what is Miranda Fox up to now? I liked her back when she was in Jennifer's Body. I'm like, how is what she's doing right now not the exact same as her character in Jennifer's Body? You she calls her Miranda Fox. It's Megan Fox. <laughs> Okay, wait, 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 pause, because this is super relevant. So, yesterday, Katie and I were, like, talking to one another about the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case, right? And so, she was saying how, like, it's so difficult to get jurors who are not biased, who don't have an opinion on the case. And I literally said to her, I would be perfect for any celebrity court case, because I would be calling them the wrong name, (laughs) I'd be like, I'm so sorry. I have no idea who you are. Literally. If if Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox ever get, like, divorced or, like, they're going through a trial, like, call me in. Because yeah. I thought her name was Miranda. <laughs> they hear this and they're like, she, she qualifies. Yeah, she has no idea what the fuck is going on. Yeah. But I was actually about to say that everyone's always like, I miss the old Megan. And then they compare her to that movie. But yeah. she literally says things like, I suck the blood out of Machine Gun Kelly. Like, yeah. literally her character in Jennifer's body. So stop saying you miss her. She just became what you manifested. Yeah. Like, you liked her so much in that movie. Now she's Jennifer. Like, yep, yep. She's being weird, but it's okay. Anyways, what were we even fucking talking about? Oh, Scorpio. Scorpios. <laughs> yeah. But she, for me, gave me the immediate, like, that movie, the character. I guess her in real yeah. life now, too. So. Oh, for sure. Do you know those characters in movies where it's, like, a coworker who's super competitive with you and, like, you're just minding your own business. You're just, like, good at your job, doing your own thing. And there's this, like, character who's just, like constantly trying to beat them or like you know what I mean they're in a competition with someone who's not even in a competition with them yeah I feel like it's not just like the emo kid but also just like people who like are pretty normal people but just like for some reason speak in manipulation Do like I a first is that what I like, feel like he, not that he's super like manipulative or but anything, he's but unapologetic he is, like... about how strange his life is oh, okay. like he th- I think that is Scorpio in a way okay but honestly I feel like in terms of what I was referencing, Jim would be more of the Scorpio, but... I feel okay. like Scorpios can be, like, normal-seeming people, because we have this expectation that Scorpios are, like, showing that they're Scorpio by being, like, you know, Angsty. emo and, like, yeah. you know, whatever. But they could be perfectly normal people, and they just so happen to have a more manipulative... Are we just, like... I feel like I'm making every sign my enemy right now. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, normalize how different the signs can be from their stereotypes mm. while simultaneously using stereotypes. Like, mm. when I say manipulation in terms of Scorpio, I don't always mean, like, a negative intention. Yeah. I mean, like, Scorpios are so good at getting what they want that they can word things in a way that manifests quicker than other people. I'm trying to say it's a psycho... It's a... No, not a psycho... I'm a Scorpio Mars. I get it. Yeah. I, I know. And the Mars placement specifically yeah, yeah, Please like, know I have Scorpio placements. Yeah. Like, I'm talking on behalf of myself. It's just our thoughts of the day. Yeah. We could totally change this uh, uh, another time. Like, yeah, that's true. It could... It also, it just depends on what... Like, now this is a specific reference of 
how we're fitting Scorpio into a category. Yeah. But if we were talking about Scorpio generally, it wouldn't just be what we're talking about right now. You know, there'd be so much more to it. Of course, there's Scorpios. Like, yeah. We can get into the like a cultish side of things, which doesn't always show up in the characters yeah, I guess that we're trying like to mention. The first you know, thing that pops to mind makes sense. Okay, Sagittarius. Sagittarius bridesmaids. Okay. Seen that movie? Yeah, yeah. It's like similar to Girls Trip, but that is like more focused around like a wedding where Girls yeah. Trip was focused around the trip that they went on, mm-hmm. and it was like just a bunch of chaotic things. They travel. Um, mm-hmm. It's hilariously chaotic because they're all in like different p- points of their life, and I think they're like just getting together after some times. So they take this trip. They're on, and then just the adventures they go on and. I mean, I'm stereotyping Sagittarius, but it was just, like, how fun, how the learning lesson that, like, accidentally came from the movie somehow. Yeah, I mean, I totally understand what you're saying, because I feel like Sagittarius is the character where they can go through, the whole plot of the movie is they're having this, like, dilemma or this crazy adventure with their friends, Mm -hmm. and they're, like, you know, like, um, like, the hangover, you know, like, they're going through this crazy adventure with their friends, but by the end of it, they're still friends with them. Like, I feel like only Sagittarius would be capable of going through, like, a traumatizing adventure with their friends and be like okay so like see you next saturday for beer pong right like right. how did you do yes. that i would be like i need months away from you <laughs> what did you just drag me into i was also thinking that sagittarius is like to me i watch a lot of like true crime documentaries but not just that but like the the scripts you know like they'll write like a fake true crime show or whatever mm. it's like the detective who is way too into it. I mean, like, (laughs) to some extent, like, yes, be too into it, because it's usually, like, the plot is, like, a murderer kidnapping. It's something that the cops need to be working 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. But Sagittarius is the one that, like, gets personal about it. They're, like... Like, they act like they're a part of the family of the missing person, that Mm -hmm. they're a detective on their case, and then as soon as, like, the case is over, they're like, well, solved that one, and then they just go on and live their life, you know what I mean? But, like, when they're doing the case, they're so into it. Giving that's kind of sounds like criminal minds a little bit, like yeah. every two cases, and they, they travel have, like, all over the fucking place. So, yeah. specifically, like maybe like an FBI detective who's just like mm. e- their life is their job, mm. and th- their ability to be the same person with this same level of skill in new environments constantly. I it could not be me if I was someone on criminal minds, I'd be like, My hotel was too uncomfortable, and I can't. <laughs> Solve the crime, and they would like get back from one mission, and then, and then like immediately, immediately, have to immediately go to another. like you know, yep. wing, wing, wing. We got a new murder, and they're just like, okay, let's go. Yeah, I couldn't even be away from my family that much, and it like focuses on their family life too. Like yeah. JJ has a kid, and you're mm-hmm. just like, oh, invested in and, these little yeah. Like, and the moment they're like, I love you so much, and then they're gone for six months, or the character dies, yeah. and they come back to life, and you're just like, yeah, that's also so Sagittarius. Like, what yeah. was the character's name? Uh, Prentel? Prentice. I said Prentel. <laughs> Who are these I needed people? it, though. I knew it was a P, but that helped. Yeah, Prentice. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, great show, though. Yeah, no, they got me, too, yeah. with that one. Because I was like, man, I hope we're big spoilers. We're just like, everybody's already seen this. <laughs> okay, so Capricorn. <clears throat> Capricorn? Oh, fuck, I got this one in the bag. You know the Christmas Hallmark movies where the business lady comes home for the holidays and she meets someone she went to high school with and she's like, whoa, 
you turned out so much better than I thought. And he's like, you turned out bitchier than I thought, you know, mm. and then they fall in love or whatever. Mm. That is the Capricorn Cancer Axis remade into the same movie a thousand times. Mm. But also, like, the plot is that they end up being, like, an artist or something. Yeah, Like, they never yeah. end up getting the, like, high position they wanted. They mm-hmm. end up doing something they actually wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Specifically, a character that comes to mind is, um, have you watched the new L Word? It's, oh, like, the one on Hulu. You haven't seen it yet? Uh-uh. The plot of, um, fuck, I don't even, I don't Bet know. And, any, and yeah, yeah. wife. I forget the other one's yeah, name, too. Yeah, so, but. like, the plot, her, like, love interest is an artist yeah. in this new show. So it's kind of like, that's very Capricorn to mm. me is like, she's so attracted to the creativity in this person, but she knows that the way her mind works is behind the scenes. So she's mm. like, I'll support you in what you do. Yeah. And Absolutely. Yeah, that's Capricorn Absolutely. Aquarius. Aquarius. <laughs> Aquarius is the people who were interviewed for alien documentaries. Mm. And I know those are real people, but that's <laughs> that Aquariuses can't play a character, I don't think. Yeah. I like that a lot. I think they could also fit with Gemini and like the hacker stereotype, but they would or they would be like this the side character in a hero movie that's just there to kick ass. You know mm. what I mean? Like the hero's like my parents were killed and I have to get revenge. The Aquarius <laughs> is like, I just like to uh, kick people's asses for justice. <laughs> they just join the team for that sense of I'm saving the world, even though they don't have a trauma that like, mm. like kick ass. That movie is very Aquarius to me. Absolutely. That was the, f- you, when you said yeah. the superhero who's just like doing their thing, that was the first movie I thought of as well. And the way it doesn't work out for them most of the time, like the Aquarius, would be, <laughs> that would be a smooth plan. <laughs> I can and I will be Batman. Like, no, yeah. you're gonna get your ass kicked. You're gonna be the star of a true crime documentary on why you were murdered for trying to be Batman. Yeah. You know? But it's that's Aquarius. So funny. No one talks about Aquarius is so close to Pisces. You have to imagine the delusion carries over into January, too. It's yeah. not just like you're born in February, March, you're fucking delusional. No, it counts for January, too. You were born when people think they are accomplishing their New Year's resolutions. Mm. You know, don't like, don't get it twisted. You're delusional as well. Mm. I've been looking up lately because I wanted to see what celebrities have Aquarius midheavens like I do to see like how did they gain their position, their reputation, and there are, a lot of them are actors, like artists. Of I mean, some that makes sort. sense because it's almost like you, like with Midheaven, is being your career. Yeah, Aquariuses can detach from the the person that they're playing. Right. I think specifically Drew Barrymore came to mind. I can't remember if she has Aquarius placements, but her movies are yeah. so different. Like the yeah. roles that she plays, her range. Yeah. But like, like no Aquarius Midheaven would be like, what do they call it? A character actor? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no Aquarius Midheaven. But she's, like, in real life, people talk about her being just the sweetest person. So yeah. that Pisces, like, like you were saying, like, that energy kind of carried over. But, yeah, just, like, how many different faces you can put on um, actors in general kind of give yeah. me, like, Aquarius placement. You know what's so funny? I just hmm. had this thought that, like, you know how when we were talking about Leo, we mentioned, like, Margot from... Uh, Paper Towns. Mm-hmm. I think Aquarius is almost the opposite. It's like the character where it's like a new girl and everyone thinks like, oh, she's so interesting. She's so cool. And then mm-hmm. they finally get to meet her and she's like, dude, I'm just a fucking person. Like, yeah. leave me alone. Yeah. Like the self-aware manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. One that I would attribute it to or a character I've seen that a lot is like Internal Sunshine 
uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Clementine, mm-hmm. okay. she, like, literally is able to s- communicate, you think I'm this dream girl because I'm wacky and crazy and I have little potato figurines, mm-hmm. but I'm actually just fucked up in the head, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. A great example. Yeah. Absolutely. Because That's probably the why it's Pisces, a movie. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. Of course. And, well, I also feel like Joel has always represented very, like, Virgo energy to me. So at Hmm. the time, we're, like... If I look at my sidereal chart, yeah, Aquarius, Sun, Virgo, Rising. But I also thought that was my tropical for a long time. So I've always resonated with their Mm. compatibility. But she's also not a Pisces. Because a Pisces would think, I am the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. I will save you. But the Aquarius is, like, you think that's who I am. But that's not who the fuck I am. Yeah. I actually sleep ten hours a day. So (laughs) you won't even, like, get the time with me. And then Pisces. Last but not least, Pisces. Pisces is the animal that can talk. Yeah, <laughs> you know absolutely. What I mean? Like, you kind of don't take them seriously as a character, but without them, the plot doesn't progress. Yeah. I guess something immediately, my first initial thought was Adventure Time. Just the whole show in general just feels like a dream, and that's what Pisces energy gives me. But just, like, also how complex it is how there's so many different worlds how there's like there's rules and laws in all these worlds and like they do eventually get to all these things and it's Mm -hmm. so in depth and like the lessons that they learn are also can can be so profound and yeah yeah like pisces is the main character of a show where there are easter eggs that the plot was created but like it moves really slowly Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that took longer than i anticipated so we'll take a little break from astrology to talk about our thoughts on marketing because it's becoming a huge thing. I don't even. I'm speechless. Like yeah. I literally like choked on my words because I was like, dun dun dun, dun marketing, <laughs> marketing in 2022, and it like gave me shivers. Yeah. D- just a disclaimer because I feel like I feel like sometimes there are things I don't want to talk about on the podcast because I'm like, well, I'm not really qualified to talk about that. But when it comes to marketing, my honest opinion is that I think consumers are all qualified to talk about the marketing that they see you know that's all you really need I mean if you're like trying to attack a marketing strategy I guess if you're trying to attack an ad for the way that it's created or the systems that were in place in the creation of it I can see how maybe they might want you to be a little bit more qualified in that area to make those judgments but in terms of just like the content or the frequency of which you see ads, like as a consumer, I feel like you're qualified to talk about it. Mm. I just wanted to say that before we get into this. I mean, I feel like as a consumer, I've always had a lot of opinions, especially because I don't know about you, but I watched a lot of commercials as a kid Mm. and I had opinions about it back then. Mm. What does it say about the ones that you remember to this day? What does it say about you? How do you feel about that? I had a hard time sleeping when I was a kid, and so one of the things I would do is I would wait until my mom fell asleep, and I'd go into the living room, and then I'd watch TV. Mm. And I remember very distinctly that one of the things I would frequently watch on TV at night was those channels where it's a commercial all night long. It's one commercial. So companies will, like, rent time on these channels because no one's watching at night, you know? They don't mm. they don't get, like, big viewership anyways, so they're, like... We could make money instead of losing money and making like late night shows. We could just have a company pay to promote their product for literally six hours straight. (laughs) And so I would watch these like six hour long commercials. I mean, have you ever seen TV like any TV show at night? Like it's like Cartoon Swim. If I or I say Cartoon Swim, 
it's like Cartoon Network when turning into Adult Swim. Yeah. I would know that it's like switching into something else, but I'd just keep watching it. And it would be this totally different nighttime thing where it's like, that was a really interesting situation, actually, because mm-hmm. as a kid who had an iffy bedtime wh- <laughs> when my dad was taking care of me, my very normal to watch shows would quickly turn into something a kid should not be watching. And they can give the disclaimer, right? But like at like 9 p.m. on whatever day, my dad would be like doing his own thing you know and he wasn't really strict on bedtime so it's not like there's a parent in there being like you shouldn't watch this mm-hmm. it just went from cartoons to adult cartoons and i watched that a lot too. immediately thought of robot chicken do you remember that yeah show? absolutely first one that came off my head Futurama was also a very interesting one too i never really got into that one yeah what yeah. a time now that you say that i'm thinking about it and actually my dad was in the room he just <laughs> wanted to watch those shows I feel like he wasn't willing to sacrifice, like, the kind of content he wanted to watch. He was one of those parents that, like, didn't like cartoons. Like, Mm -hmm. he didn't like those high-pitched noises and, like, Mm -hmm. the stupid kid music where it's, like, big energy but, like, the lyrics are nothing, you know? Just, like, the constant, like, over-stimulation that they try to push on kids. My dad always hated it. Mm. So he'd rather watch the shows he wanted to watch, and we were watching some fucked up <laughs> shows dude i feel that though my mom had like law and order on all the time such mm-hmm. virgo mom things to pass down to her virgo daughter of course but um she would go to bed she's so tired working yeah. as a vir- as a working virgo mom she would be like okay go to bed before yeah. this time but what happened before that time was like up in the air so. yeah see my dad's a pisces so he's like this movie is gonna change the <laughs> way you see the world and then it was for the worse he, oh i remember God. seeing i am legend at oh like my seven God. and oh i was not the same yeah that one really that one messed with me for a bit too i think i saw that one in like middle school mm-hmm. yeah there's... but we're talking about marketing yeah so back oh to the God. back to the six hour commercial thing <clears throat> i mean i feel like an adult like as an adult now i feel like if i came across one of those six hour commercial things which i don't know if they really exist anymore mm. but if i did i would be like i'm not gonna watch this it's a fucking six hour commercial but as a kid i was just like there's so much to learn about this blender there is mm. so much I have to learn right now. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's not like I ever bought anything from any of them. I would never ask my mom to buy those. Like, I knew mm. we were, like, tight on money as a mm-hmm. family. So I wouldn't be like, oh, we need to buy this $50 blender or I'm going to lose my shit. Yeah. But I watched it for informational purposes or maybe I just genuinely thought it was entertaining. I wasn't aware until we were just talking about this now that, like, I don't know if commercials are the thing that we're trying i don't know like how did it get from like commercials were the way to like market everything but now we're like everybody hates commercials they hate the ads like we literally people subscribe to like streaming platforms because a lot of them offer like no commercials and no ads i think everybody's kind of at this place with marketing and it's like every time there's a and a social media platform as well facebook once they added in like marketplace people moved over more towards instagram leaning because that was where they could still share their photos and talk to their friends without the ads and then they added that whole explorer page with the shopping yeah plus incorporating like tiktok reels and stuff so it stopped being like what it was made for and became more marketing 
and people are starting to like leave Instagram a lot more too. I know it's still huge but like there's like this huge idea of expansion in social platforms that don't require ads yeah that people are trying to steer away from it as well and Hawaii is yeah. the same way no billboards or anything I mean I really ads like exist to provide funding for these businesses right mm. and so if the customer is willing to single-handedly provide that funding instead of the commercial Mm -hmm. you know they're cutting out the middleman they're like i like what you're doing i'll just pay for it i'll Mm -hmm. pay for it and i think that's a really cool thing that's happening but also in the past like when marketing became very popular it started out with just like painting signs Mm. and so what's now known as like a digital marketing team was literally a group of guys who were painting signs on like (laughs) buildings and billboards in like the early 1900s yeah which is so interesting and then of course, the next big process was when paper press became so prevalent and accessible to people. Mm-hmm. That was obviously the next form. So then marketing became a group of people who would draw and design an ad to be put into a, a newspaper. Mm-hmm. And then it would shift to more magazines because now it's like, okay, people are attracted to this aesthetic, whether it's a lifestyle or like, you know, a, a demographic. Like there would be magazines for moms or for gardeners, you know? Mm-hmm. And so then it could, they could start targeting because, you know, newspapers first print was just for the general public. Here's Mm. information for everybody that's now accessible to everybody. Mm -hmm. But then with magazines, it could become more specific. So those ads were more intended for a certain demographic. Mm. And then the TV, like, you know what I mean? Just that was the moment where it's like they knew who could afford a television, whether in color or black and white. And they knew you know, the demographic of these groups of people, this nuclear family, and they could advertise to them in that way. And then they realized that kids really like to watch TV. And that's where it got really fucking questionable. Mm. Because as soon as they started making marketing for kids, it's like, how do you properly understand the impact that this psychologically has on children and their ability to make decisions and their independence, you know? Mm. And what a history lesson. Yeah. I just learned so much in the last, yeah, like, two I'm minutes. Bi- like, wow. I, you know what's crazy? I <laughs> always say I'm not, like, <laughs> I say I'm not qualified to speak about marketing, but I've literally worked in a marketing position. Mm-hmm. I continue to freelance in marketing, and mm-hmm. I've studied the history of marketing. Yeah. I think part of me dies inside every time I hear <laughs> someone make a joke about how everyone nowadays is a communications major, because I'm like... I care about this shit, man. I care in the bottom of my heart how this shit that we're, like, consuming constantly, I deeply care about it. So I did learn. I learned a bit about it. Wow. I hadn't really put too much thought into it. I don't have a lot of knowledge of the marketing. I I barely watch TV. I get off social media. Like, I've really started deterring away from a lot of it, so... I think that is kind of a the two paths you can take. When you're aware of you know marketing and how much it's put into everything and the impact it has on you there are two options you can either become like me enraged and passionate Mm -hmm. about it and talk about it all the time Mm -hmm. or like you and just be like well it doesn't have to be part of my life like this is a relationship that you do consent to in a way not completely because obviously you have to drive around and see ads constantly all over like our Mm -hmm. whole infrastructure is aesthetically unappealing because it's all around ads but in terms of like when you're home you can have that space to not think about it so 
me, I think about it more. I watch them on purpose to piss mm. me off. I'm like, hmm, you did not do that one right. <laughs> I think it maybe does really bother me, and that's why I got away from it. Something I, when I went to Hawaii a couple years ago, and the, this lady really brought that to my attention and really made the comparisons from like how busy it is just to look at life over here and just like. It was such a different vibe. Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't even, like, considered that. Like, I've seen billboards on the side of the road since I was a kid. I've never even considered a reality where that's not the case. Right. But the crazy thing is, is that we know that this is distracting someone from a very important activity, which is driving. Mm. And it's worth taking their attention away from a life-threatening situation to advertise something yeah and that's just something we've agreed upon that is okay (laughs) because people can just do it you know and the worst part is you we've driven to florida together yeah you see the progression oh my god we start in virginia and no joke as you get to florida there are signs that pull your attention away from driving and all they say is if you're you're going to hell hell, join the jesus cult oh my god and it's like we can talk about that, but and right now, do we have to talk about it right now? What if someone looked over at that sign and genuinely was inspired by it? Like, okay, you know what? Maybe Jesus could come into my life. And then they immediately crash and go to hell. Because anyone have the time to get to know Jesus? Because someone wanted them to get to know Jesus by advertising a billboard on the road. That's yeah. a very hyperbolic hypothetical. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, is it worth it? And we just, like, it's so normal. Like, it's just a part of everything, but... Hawaii is doing something right. I mean, we're also in this age of, what is it, like Aquarius? Like, we're kind of going back to, like, the energy that was happening back in the 70s for some reason. I have to, I cannot remember the transit. The age of Aquarius? It's yeah. like a whole different version yeah. of it, like, the way that we're progressing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm seeing the way that, like, we're advancing away from certain marketing. Like, the way that we get the platforms, like I was saying, yeah. could be really helpful in certain ways. Because then we get things locally. We get things that we, like... For me, I only buy things when I it's something I now need, you yeah. know? And then I'm like, I can go search for it in different options and stuff that mm-hmm. and then people can market like their deci- like their options to me. Yeah. But only after I've gone out trying to find it because it's something I'm now lacking, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. That's a big thing in like skincare. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't personally. Oh my god, the beauty industry yeah, is a no, whole different marketing. Shit. They took a, they took it with a twist. Yeah, no, that it's like Ooh. because they will straight up make things up. Yeah. Like there was this commercial of Addison Ray advertising um, a blue light protectant spray. Hmm. So essentially, it's like sunscreen, but for the blue light that emits from your technological screens, and there is no consequence to your skin or the texture of your skin from blue light so they're advertising like oh here's this thing you should be afraid of but like if you really knew which like i knew that already because people always told me i had like bad eyesight since i was 13 because i was always on screens like my parents swear my mom swears (laughs) that's why i need a new pair of glasses and a stronger prescription every year so i looked it up and blue light doesn't cause damage to your eyes. Right. So I just have really shitty jeans, which is totally fine. I'll just accept it right now. I feel that. That was like, yes, I'm right. But then I found out that I just have horrible jeans. And I was like, <laughs> fuck. What? But at what cost was I correct? Like, damn. Yeah. Yeah, so when I saw that ad, I was like, what the fuck? Like, you're advertising something that no one even needs. Like, for all we know, it could be water in that bottle. Yep. You know? So that's pretty crazy. With a couple extra, like... 
a scent of this yeah. or a helpful this, you know. Yeah. yeah. Or they'll throw lavender in anything oh and feel God, like yeah. justified. We the, put lavender in this. The like, way that spirituality has become marketed is a yeah. whole different thing. Like each industry is doing something. Yeah. The irony is even worse <laughs> with spiritual marketing because it's like the whole point of spirituality is that you can accomplish anything you want in life without anything else. Mm. And marketing is about convincing someone that they need your product. So how on earth do you market spirituality? You know? Mm. Unless you do it like the Christians, by threats. (laughs) Those are the options. It's either capitalist marketing or genuine violent threats. Because it's interesting because I've grown up in the church and how it was like absolutely like they are selling something back to marketing you have like these limited options you can choose from Mm -hmm. you know and the ironic thing is that often i find myself thinking that there are options to choose from oh what skincare brand like goes for my skin best instead of thinking like outside of brands what can i do for myself Mm. outside of just purchasing something there's just so many solutions they try to solve that they just don't solve yeah what is the resolution well okay so i've always had a very strong opinion about the future of marketing and how it could be better and number one the word that comes to mind is authenticity because because you're an aquarius well yeah because i'm an aquarius (laughs) yeah no Uh for real but um but mostly because No one wants to be targeted against. And so what I was going to say before when talking about the history of marketing is that at some point, psychologists realized and worked with marketers to understand that human beings can be manipulated into buying a product by using things like the bandwagon effect. You know, like, if you don't have this, you're not popular. You know, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. using these psychological things to be like, you need this to the point where when they first were figuring this out, they made some products so immensely popular and attached to our psyche that we use them now as essentials without even thinking about it are you talking about the uh habit book where they where they advert they came up with a whole marketing thing yeah, for toothpaste for toothpaste and it's like yeah. not it's like more exactly. than it needs to be still mm-hmm. because of like what which what is not to decided. say like don't brush your teeth right. but like the fact that what made us go from no one using toothpaste while brushing their teeth to everyone using toothpaste is a marketing campaign. Yeah. And <laughs> and there's so many things like that. Like, think about razors. Yeah. I decided I didn't want to fucking shave anymore, and I haven't bought a razor since. Mm-hmm. But before that moment, a razor was an essential requirement in my bathroom. It was mm. as important to me as having a toothbrush. Mm. Even though it has no health benefits, it's... not making me more hygienic it is literally an aesthetical desire of society and Mm. i was spending eight bucks a month on it you know like what yeah so i just stopped buying them we're at the point where we are are very conscious of how targeted these ads are you know like you were mentioning how much it bothers you that you'll say something and then see an ad for it Mm. like that makes us very uncomfortable it's the same way you know how they say like humans are uncomfortable by machines or characters that are supposed to look human but just don't quite Mm. you know it's almost like that like you're trying to have a human connection with me but it's not quite a human connection and it triggers the fight or flight (laughs) response in my body you know yeah so my god yeah i do feel that way about ai yeah stuff that i keep seeing i'm like it's very confusing yeah but also with marketing it's like i was talking about something and then an ad showed up for it and i was just like 
you're not my friend. Yeah. You know, I didn't text you about this and then you sent me a gift for it. You know, like you're, you heard me saying it somehow and then now you want me to send you money to give it to me. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Maybe for some other people that's convenient. Maybe they yeah. enjoy the convenience of being able to do that. But for me, it's just like... If I wanted to, I would, yeah. and I didn't, so get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. You know how they say, like, the ad has to be acceptable to the audience, and so now, in 2022, if you're making an advertisement, it has to be diverse, it has to not be stereotypical, it has to not be homophobic or transphobic or racist or sexist, like, you might attract a certain demographic if you include those things, but if mm. you're making one to the general population, you do not run with those things. Mm. And so, they have to, like, somehow make a targeted ad for their demographic while simultaneously listening to the demands of that demographic to not be disrespectful in the way that they advertise. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's too complicated of a system to have this conversation back and forth between the marketers and the consumers. Yeah. So in my mind, the only way to no longer have that continuous conversation about what's okay is to make it authentic. And what that means is to genuinely believe in the product you're selling so that the only way to market it is that this is something I felt like I needed in my life or something I felt like would benefit me or I'd enjoy it. And here I want to give it to you too. And the fact that there is such a big distance between the product and the people marketing the product, because number one, it's probably being made by underpaid workers. Number two, then it's getting shipped out and marketed by people who probably don't use this product mm. and who are just trying to target people they think would use this product. Like, we're not even relatable to the people creating the marketing campaigns t for us. Yeah. So how do I think people can, like, make authentic marketing campaigns? I think it has everything to do with art mm. and community. Yeah. So they have to go into the communities of who they're trying to target and gets a spokesperson within that community, an artist, like a local artist, and be like, hey, we want you to do an aesthetically pleasing mural, and not just like an advertisement mural, those things are so fucking ugly, I hate them, mm. but like something with a mission statement, something that appeals to the, the issues or the dilemmas of that community, you know, and like, that's where it's headed, and to integrate it into society in a way that's aesthetically pleasing, it's you know, socially aware, like, that's what I'm thinking. Did you just solve world peace? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I solved it a long time ago. If you go to, if you go to, like, yep. if you look me up online, yep. you will find all of the marketing articles that I've written when I was working in marketing, and I've been saying this for freaking years now. I just, yeah. this is the first time I think I said it on the podcast. But the yeah. right people will, like, hear that. I mean, I, like I said with the Age of Aquarius thing, like, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be changing, and I think that's... I was holding my hopes out for, like, school reformation, like, ASAP, and yeah. that would motivate me to go back to college. But, mm -hmm. like, it's just the way that college is marketed that maybe doesn't really Yeah, like, we're not me, the target you know? demographic. Yeah, like... The target demographic are people who can finish in four years yeah. and are going to go off to their, you know, respective field... And if you, during your time in college, do not have that experience of feeling like I'm on this direct path, it's very easy to be like, wow, you guys don't care. Like, when your path varies, mm. they don't give a fuck anymore. Mm. They say, get out of my school. You're mm. making me look bad with your D's <laughs> and your E's. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So, I agree with you on that point. Yeah. We are not the target demographic of college. I've learned a lot about marketing in this, and, and world peace. 
Yeah. I feel like you really figured something out because it's like once you start advertising things that people need over like things that you're trying to force upon, like yeah. It, but it's like, not even it, just need. It could be want to. It could be yeah. a purely pleasurable product. But it's like but they need those things to feel pleasure like well it's, from the you know, source yeah. you know that the person who's like working on this product mm. or marketing it to you is a genuine user of it you know yeah. there's too much like you want to know why there's so much fucking plastic in the ocean mm. because someone marketed something that no one ever needed and psychologically manipulated them into doing so for the purpose of getting more money yeah. and what the hell is money yeah and that's why there's plastic in the ocean i mean that's i mean to de- like that's a big generalization but i feel like for the most part you can say that absolutely and i stand by that and do and i don't think it's the fault of the consumer to be psychologically manipulated into purchasing something that's gonna be on this earth for a thousand years i think it's the responsibility of the people who made and marketed the products and this is why i don't trust the government the government (laughs) we're talking (laughs) about corporations you're mixing up your enemies no they're like one in the same yeah, definitely well, one in the same. I mean, there's they, something. The else. money goes. The money moves between them too, mm. and we don't have the full picture of how it moves, and it's questionable. My brain's got the full picture. Yeah, the Virgo. <laughs> well, my zero degree figured you out. I did. I got it. I I know it. Just can't articulate it. They're not ready for that. You know, it's <laughs> so funny. I just had the thought today because I'm a little bit what you would call paranoid. I don't know why. I cannot tell... Well, okay, I can tell you why. It's called childhood trauma. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for hitting that. No, I couldn't hit. Felt that. Felt that. But, no, for real. Like, I just feel like I have um, a bit of paranoia that I'm being watched. And it might be in part to having an iPhone and feeling like, you know, I never know what I'm doing, whether or not someone's seeing it or not. Um, But anyways, I have this paranoia from, like, seeing the same car around me a lot. Mm. It... It could have also been spiritual psychosis where I'm like, what? Why am I seeing this thing over and over again? But I imagined, like, if an undercover cop was following me, right? Like, if I had said something, which would never happen, but, like, if I had said something controversial, like, on my podcast or something, and there's, like, an FBI agent who's like, we gotta check her out, maybe she knows something, what they would see. (laughs) They would see me walking to the gas station to buy my flaming Hot Chips and my spicy ramen, Mm. Go back home, sit in bed for a few hours, do my chores, listen to some podcasts, go to sleep, do the same thing every day. And they'd be like, so why did we ever consider her a threat? (laughs) And I was thinking about, like, what you just said and how, like, you're like, the government, the government. And I was thinking, wow, would that, like, would the FBI be after her for, like, saying this publicly on a podcast? And then I realized they would just see you, like, fall asleep after, like, (laughs) work a, like, eight-hour shift, eat a bunch of food, fall asleep, do it again every day, and they'd be like, why did we see her as a threat? Yeah. It's because I feel like I say threatening things that that are perceived threatening by certain people or a certain, like, group. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's, it just feels like a trauma to me, honestly. Like, there's something about, like, my upbringing that makes me want to, that makes me resent the government. But I still have to live in this society, so now it's like I'm unlearning, so I still have these views of like, I hate the government, but it's like, I just got health insurance, so I'm yeah. kind of like, woo you yeah. know? So I feel the paranoia heavy, like, I don't know if that has to do with our Scorpio Mars, though. Like, we okay. lurk in the shadows, so we know what it's like to maybe know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, not to break it down in like both a 
discussion of systematic adversity and therapy, but mm. listen. <laughs> listen, here's the thing. Yeah. So, essentially, when you grow up in a really, like, poverty-stricken household where there's not a lot of money to go around, which both you and I grew up in families that were making the best out of a pretty shitty situation, mm. I think that sometimes the government can just automatically appear in your child mind as an enemy. I know for me, it was always, like, there would be times when my mom has to, like, to pay, like, parking tickets or, you know, like, Mm -hmm. speeding tickets or, you know, something happens where it's, like, or, like, you know, there's so many things you have to pay for in terms of even owning a car to the DMV or, like, you know, taxes that you have to pay. And it felt like those things were restricting us even further than we were already restricted. And so there was this idea in my mind that, like, the government was actively trying to keep us in this position. Mm. And now I'm at the point where I realized I just learned how to do what I needed to do. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you just gotta go to the DMV, you know? And it's not that big of a deal, and it's not some evil conspiracy to suck your money in time. (laughs) It's literally just a system, and it does benefit us. Like... I thought about, I got this moment where I was like, I don't want to own a car anymore. I can't handle this. I can't ever go to the DMV again. I'm going to lose my mind. And then I realized, like, I need that freedom, though. Mm. Some of the things that we complain about are not the real acts of injustice that the government's doing. Mm. The acts of injustice that the government is doing is on a systematic level that is so much deeper than that. And it's not things like that we usually have a hard time with, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I try to keep it in my mind, like, there's there's separation of the people who take advantage of the system in the world, like, the wealthier, you know, higher-up government officials, and just the taxes I gotta pay, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like I got a little lost in the sauce there, but... You also provoked, like, so many thoughts in my brain of, like, I started, like, listening, but simultaneously thinking yeah. and diving into, like where my paranoia and government issues come from and you hit it right on the head with like the parking tickets and stuff like that okay so somehow we always manage to go off and start talking about like religion or the government which is a very (laughs) enormous topic to tackle yeah but in terms of paranoia currently like not trauma related so i recently looked myself up on google to see what came up i just wanted to see like because you know sometimes I mean, I don't know. I've never been a recruiter or hiring anybody at a job, but I have heard that they do look you up online, like, just to see what's there, what what pops up first on Google. And so, obviously, I wanted to see what popped up, like, if I, you know, apply to a job in the future, what would come up? And so, the first thing that comes up is my LinkedIn. That's pretty good. What? what? Oh, I didn't know that was a, a thing that you wanted out there. I just, what? No, yeah. yeah. So, my LinkedIn, that's <clears throat> fine. Like, I advertise a lot of my skills i advertise my freelancing skills as well as you know what i do oh nice so yeah that one's been up there because i actually had to make it as a project for a community college class i took on marketing Mm. and they were like one of the projects is you had to make a linkedin you had to market Mm. yourself so i just left it up i was like whatever and then there's a youtube channel that pops up that i made when i was a kid and the bio actually pops up and says hi i love you and then it's like a picture of my face when i was a kid but when you click on it i did private all of the videos so luckily i got that done early But I kind of like that when you open it, the first two links is my LinkedIn and then a picture of me and it says, hi, I love you. I think that's kind of sweet. That's so beautiful. And this is the creepy link right here. Okay, so under Facebook is my Pinterest profile and then under my Pinterest profile is a website called datalead.com and it says Sadie Lulai at Starbucks Data Lead. So I clicked on this one, just curious, like what the hell's Data Lead? And it's basically like 
an off-brand LinkedIn. And it says, apparently, it says my location is Baltimore, Maryland. I do not live there. Is that your phone number? That is a not a real phone number. Oh, okay. So they made a fake office phone number, and then they just linked my LinkedIn, right? So then you scroll down, and then it says Sadie's coworkers. And it's funny because it says show all 78,000 coworkers of Sadie Lula. So I'm thinking that's wrong. And then I realized literally anyone who has Starbucks as their company on LinkedIn is listed <laughs> as my coworker on here. So already i didn't take this very seriously although i was like basically they took my data from linkedin and just put it on here i don't know how if that benefits them financially or whatever but it says like it says my industry is photography because on linkedin i put that as one of my skills and then it says like i'm i'm part of non-management and then under that it says 74 percent of united states work in non-management oh that makes me feel better (laughs) like i don't even know what that's for it has all this information blurred out because essentially it wants you to pay to get the full profile. But if you just look through what they do share, you'll find that there's no information. There's actually more information on my LinkedIn for free <laughs> than there is on this website that they from information they stole. That's just so weird that they yeah. like created a whole thing. Yeah, and like an extra. Yeah. So this is the kind of stuff where like I guess this kind of fuels paranoia because it's like why How did that? you? Why did you do this? Like, is this legal? Like, can I get? The, I can get this t- information taken ra- down, right? Like, I did not consent to this. However, if you actually read the like terms and conditions yeah. or whatever, it, it probably says, says like we're gonna put yeah. your stuff everywhere. Like Instagram and Facebook were both having a problem with that, where people's stuff were being like, like people's pictures were being sold without their knowledge. People yeah. are making other profiles without their knowledge and if they found out they they just wanted to up their a percentage of how many people were using the system oh, yeah, yeah. by like inputting a bunch of just random ass yeah. profiles that they pretty much bought from like Facebook if they see it on, you know, like they see yeah. a bunch of pages they search it's, anybody. Cuz it's not like particularly damaging, but it does feel like weird. I know for me my 10th house is Cancer. So for me it's kind of like my career is a little bit personal to me like Mm -hmm. the relationships i have there my goals there are something i share with that individual and that individual only Mm -hmm. so for someone to be like writing about what i'm doing online it's like kind of creepy to me but here's a really really funny line what is sadie's seniority at starbucks sadie has been with starbucks for a few months and is a normal employee (laughs) (laughs) what I just thought that was so funny. Like, I don't know what constitutes a normal employee, but I'm pretty sure they just were, like, auto-filling this information to seem like they have as much information as possible. So they were like, okay, there's no data on who she actually is as an employee, so let's just put the word normal. I thought that was really funny. And let me know if that's legal or not, and we'll see what happens. So that's marketing. (laughs) We're going to play the second round of the astrology game. Okay. Each sign as a parallel dimension of this reality. So it's a little bit hard to answer because you could literally say anything, but I don't know. I mean, they do have, like, particular energy, so I feel like we'll come to conclusions fast. Can you go first so I can get an idea of what you're talking about? Yeah, okay. Aries is a parallel universe where crime is not illegal. Like, there is no crime. There is society, there's a free market, but in terms of crime, society has allowed those individuals to sort it out themselves. Commit the crime, and then continue to move (laughs) on with your life, you know? Like, because I feel like Hmm. that's a world that wants to move really fast, and it in order to make sure that justice happens and it's the opposite of libra yeah to ensure that justice happens you have to go slow you have to go through processes you know like trials take a very long time Mm -hmm. so in a parallel dimension with aries energy 
they don't even stop. They say, hey, it happens. Let's move on, okay? Also, they wouldn't, Aries wouldn't want to stop other people's lives for committing crimes. They wouldn't want to stick them in a jail doing nothing. They'd be like, you know what? Keep doing what you're doing. Let's go. I know that sounds like really horrible to say. Mm. Is that super horrible? No, that makes a lot of sense. Taurus. You said, no, you're right. Yeah, moving that, on. That was okay. it. Is definitely like what would be a, a good dictator. Somebody who, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, no, I know what you mean. Like, like if they, when they advertise communism, if they really gave them communism, when the time <laughs> came, like that. Yes. Like, like, it genuinely worked out the way that they said it would, instead of, like, it actually being about one guy getting power. Right, and that person is just, like, incredibly generous with the entire community. Like, everybody yeah. eats energy, you yeah. know? Yeah, and like, also in a... In the Taurus, you know, mindset, I don't think that that person would be particularly wealthier than anyone else. Right. They would just do it for the service of, like, organizing the way things work. Exactly. So that other people could just do what they wanted to do. And so they just become that, like, person of organization, really, that the point of contact, basically, who instigates that kind of, like, really good thing that benefits everybody, it's just... And they know. only live in a palace because they're yeah. aesthetically drawn to the beauty of it. Like, right. And also, it's probably, like, an open-door policy. Right. Like, like, just come in, let's talk. It's like this, um, I, I really got, like, early Roman Greek goddess god vibes. Yeah. Like, where there's, like, just huge pillars everywhere, but it's all open. Yeah. And everybody lives in this, it's like a huge community vibe, mm-hmm. but, like... There is a very special room for this person who yeah. did, you know, bring this all into fruition because people are grateful, but in a... And, like, the opposite of Aries, it doesn't have any crime. <laughs> yeah. Like, everyone's yeah. chilling because everyone's yep. getting what they need. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's that's what I got for Taurus. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Mm, and you. Gemini... Okay, I want to hear yours. I have Ready? mine as well, you I do? think. Okay. I think so. Gemini is a parallel universe where education no matter how long you take to do it, is free. Mm. Like, their priority is that people are educated. And so you c- if you decide to stay in school your whole life, it will never cost you anything. You can just mm. do that. That Like, they would probably have more philosophers and more, like, you know, I know it's it's relating a, it to a, the ninth house a lot, but it is. Yeah, and because that's, like, but, the opposite of what Sagittarius rules. Yeah. So it's, like, yeah. doing and, that. And, like... The communication between humans is stronger because of the priority on education. Mm. Local community is very important in it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like almost there would be like this national distribution of knowledge and it would be like, this comes from this region of people, you know? Mm. Because like you said, being the opposite of Sagittarius would be like closer distances and neighborhoods. It would Mm -hmm. be like these communities contribute knowledge from where they are on the earth and how they experience life in that Mm. area, you know? I was definitely thinking an amusement park that falls between a version, a very stereotypical version of heaven and hell. So there's, like, this red room with a lot of, like, there's a chaotic fire, but there's an amusement park Mm -hmm. that has, that, like, goes throughout the whole thing. So people are enjoying themselves without... Yeah. It's not... It's just, like, the way that it looks. So you're saying, like... Two si- two opposing sides. But the whole world's an amusement park. But the whole world is an amusement park. So yeah. everybody's having a good a good time, just depending on where they're going. You know, like, 
You know what I could see about that being accurate? I feel like in the Gemini parallel universe, I could also see marketing being kind of an unrestricted thing. Mm. Like, I feel like Geminis want to communicate to one another so much, they wouldn't regulate marketing. They'd just be like, hey, advertise this product however you want. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, you could be like, you're fat and ugly if you don't take this pill. And then the Gemini parallel dimension's like, that works, you yeah. know? And I feel like that would really fit into your amusement park idea mm-hmm. because... It wouldn't just be an amusement park. It would be, like, the ones where it's, like, an ad for everything they're selling, like, everywhere. Flashing lights. Like, really, like, making Mm -hmm. you delirious. Like, and also, to tie in, I almost feel like you would get lost in the amusement park. Like, you would never... If there is a way out, you would never know how to get back (laughs) out of it. You'd be stuck. Yeah. We did two answers, even though before we did only (laughs) one. Good job. All right. Cancer. Parallel universe for cancer? You know, there's tweets where it's, like, society if dads went to therapy and it's like a perfect society that's cancer's parallel universe it's just that everyone got the therapy they needed and it's yeah. this, everything is exactly the same but everyone got the therapy they needed mm. transform me to cancer I'm gonna agree with cancer that's what I'm looking for I'm gonna agree we with that we both one. at the same time it clicked and we were like <laughs> how do I manifest that oh uh, it's the world I'm trying to create right now I've been talking to my therapist about it like nobody's in therapy what do I do so. And Cancer season's next, so she's just like, hey, y'all. She's a Cancer, Sun, Capricorn, Moon. Your therapist? With the opposition, Sun, Holy Moon, shit. opposition. I found That's out crazy. that that was also a really good dynamic for therapists. Oh, my God. I could imagine. Emotionally, the... they're like, this is what you should do. And then as a person, they're like, this is what you should do, baby. <laughs> okay? Yep. Yeah. So. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, who's next? Leo? Yeah. Oh, I already thought about this one. Leo is the parallel universe where your position of power in the government directly correlates to how famous you are. Mm. So only like so instead of being like in order to be the US president you have to be 35 years old and have lived in this country for 17 years or whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. Instead it's like in order to be the president you have to have at least 200 million followers on Instagram, you know what mm. I mean? And it's like directly correlated to that. So like mm. to win an election you just need to post more content and like get more followers. Mm. Yes, I'm going to agree with that one as well. Absolutely. And it's funny because as soon as you said that, I thought about Aquarius, the axis mm-hmm. that's like completely. So when we get to that, I already You have an mind. idea for that? Good, because yeah. I don't. I okay. Feel- so next Virgo. is Virgo. A superhero world. So acts of service and no illness in my brain. Whatever the opposite of that is like, that's superhuman right there in my in my opinion. <laughs> As a Virgo, the opposite answer because I was about to say something that could be offensive. Are Hit we me. not in the Virgo parallel universe right now? <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. Because number one, Virgo, in the way that it operates when it comes to money, when it comes to service to others, I feel like a lot of what humans want is service to others and there's a lot of like charity organizations nonprofits. the way that we help one another in times of need we're always protesting and fighting for each other's rights very virgo but at the same time we are also plagued with that virgo overworking like every single one of us has to go through the virgo experience of being overworked and like thinking that the only way to accomplish our goal is to relentlessly and never take a break with like work on this goal you know yeah so my first thought was are we not in the fucking (laughs) virgo parallel universe which is no offense to be meant to people who hate the world 
as a Virgo, I don't take yeah. offense, but yeah, no, I felt that one. Okay, Libra. That feels like almost talking animals vibes, but like we we don't gain that extra like like because we don't have thumbs, we don't do all that extra mm-hmm. stuff. There's no taxes. Yeah, we actually do enjoy kind of what I feel like we were supposed to come for. Like you know, like just enjoy life, the nature, the mm-hmm. the life of it all. I was gonna say Libra is like the parallel universe where humanity evolved through continuing to enjoy the luxuries of existence and in that way we evolved into like kind of like fairy elf like people you know because we were so invested in the aesthetic pursuits and enjoying our lives and like okay so you know when people tweet things like i was not meant to work i was meant to roam naked eating fruits and berries in a meadow that is the libra parallel universe i literally feel that i think it just gave us the appearance the appearance of like just being natural animals for the purpose that we just don't do like yeah human things you know like your virgo mind was like humans are incapable of existing (laughs) without having to work yeah but libra said no we will not work (laughs) scorpio is the dark web but it's real and it's everywhere Oh, you know what Scorpio is? Okay, have you ever seen those, like, futuristic movies? Like, a few that I could think of is maybe, like, Blade Runner, and there's a scene in Cloud Atlas where it's, like, you know the future societies and skyscrapers get taller and taller, and, like, like, everyone has, like, floating cars. All the highways are, like, fume, fume. And then the bottom level is, like, where society used to be is now, like, the grimiest thing ever. Like, everything is asphalt because everything above it is a skyscraper. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, like, neon signs, and it's super dark. It's always rainy and grimy, and that's where all the poorest people live on the bottom level, and all the richest people live on the top of the skyscrapers. Mm. Scorpio. Sagittarius, I mean, it's so stereotypical, but does, like, anyone have a home in that parallel universe? (laughs) You know what I mean? No borders. No Mm. borders. It's Pangea. It's, like, paths, like, walking paths. Where Pangea, where the whole earth was, like, it was, like, one land, but, and you could go anywhere. So it's super easy to get everywhere. Like, Mm -hmm. humanity evolved, but Pangea never split apart. That's the Sagittarius parallel universe. And everything is still just, like, maybe one. You learn a lot from all these different, you know, know areas, but they come together, you know? It's, like, if everyone's job was to vagabond. So not only vagabonds, it's when you just travel, like you'll work an odd job to make money so that you can go travel, you know, or mm. you'll like travel through different countries and stay yeah. a while to earn up some money. So like a world of nomads. Yeah, exactly. It's mm. like pe- like everybody's job is to like travel around and get their fullest perspective of the earth, the world, life, what it is by traveling to every place. Mm. And then you, like, I don't know, make an art piece or you make, like, a book that you write about your experience. And then everyone contributes to, like, the human experience by doing that. Mm. Okay, take me there. I'd rather go there than cancer now. (laughs) It's funny that we're talking about all these parallels and I'm immediately, like, I feel like I'm thinking that there's little things to pull from each of those that correlate with this world right now. Like, this is a combo of all these parallels I'm talking about. Yeah, they are all an option, almost. But it's also because, like, we can't think of outside of human concepts, so we're putting these things into these parallels where it's, like, they could be made of boogers, Mm you know? Yeah. So... I mean, I didn't... That would be a Virgo world. Yeah, I didn't want to think of, like... <laughs> Everyone's a, a germ. We're germs. Yeah, exactly. Oh. We're, we're, like, inside a person's body. But it's still something that correlates to a human concept. Like, yeah. there's probably a whole world inside of our body, mm-hmm. like... I mean, they're... Okay. I Ooh. think everything has a consciousness, so... Ooh. Yeah. We're in a bunch of different parallels at once. I'm starting to trip out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, Capricorn. Capricorn. Okay. A world where everyone pulls their weight. Like, everyone's working as hard as each other. Yeah. Almost like socialism. I feel like... Vibes, yeah, like, like, everyone has the same schedule. Yeah. It's not like they don't allot time for resting or spending mm. time with your loved ones, but mm-hmm. it's like everyone's on the same exact schedule. It's not like some people work night shifts, some people work day shifts. It's like, this is working time and we do it as a community. Mm-hmm. It's like, it benefits everybody to do their part. But there is a very different, like, work-life balance, yeah. you know? And like, I don't think, like... prioritized and stuff, yeah. but, like... They don't all have to be jobs that create mm-hmm. society or build mm-hmm. the foundation, but I think in a Capricorn parallel universe, there wouldn't be a job that wasn't needed, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there wouldn't be these jobs that are kind of made up right mm-hmm. now just because we're in a transition of technology period. Mm-hmm. It would be, like, everything everyone does, like, we see the contributions of it and we're able to recognize that in order to, like, optimize how everyone's time is used. Absolutely, yeah. Because, like, I don't think they would have, like, telemarketers. You know right. what I mean? Like, like, people just... There's not office people. It's, like, these people dedicate there's six hours a day whatever schedule they yeah. want that is structured for them but they do six days yeah. six five days a week for six hours five hours whatever they want but then they just make a shit ton of like baskets for people to carry their groceries mm-hmm. in and yeah. everybody gets the same motherfucking basket but they can like tweak it to themselves or you know however their style but mm-hmm. like everybody is given the same resources and tools and yeah you know it, it's all beneficial to everybody and everybody's mm-hmm. can yeah so Okay, yeah. so what was your idea for Aquarius? Oh, shit, what was it? Definitely giving me I Am Legend vibes. It is just... The parallel universe is just them. Wait, what? It's just, it's just one... It's just Aquarius. Like... Oh, like, only Aquariuses exist there. Like, they manifested in this universe that no other sign but Aquarius is. It's like, just, like, they all have the same ideas. Like, and, like, they do it in different ways, maybe. But in okay. my brain, it was just one person. Okay, There's so, one... Oh, just They one. are combined into, like, one being. Oh, my God. A million you different consciousnesses. You just said Aquarius is God. Is, yeah, like... There's just one, they just live, but they're like by themselves. Okay, so here's another option that I thought (laughs) of in terms of your concept. Okay. So, in the case where it's like all Aquariuses, right? They would all have to be born in the Aquarius timeline, like the time frame when Aquarius is born. Mm -hmm. And so, I was thinking it was a society where they have like a birthing time. Like, it's almost like, you know, it's right before spring. It's, like, right after winter, right before spring. And they're, like, this is the time when all the babies are born. And because they have this schedule of when babies are born, they're able to, like, tweak the world or, like, focus on the children that are growing in that year before the next, you know? So they're, like, mm, it's very like conscientious reasons. of every human who comes in to this earth is very intentional because they're only born at one time, you know? Mm. And the time that's used when babies aren't being born is being used to make a better society before the next babies are born, you know? Mm. I don't know. I just, in my brain, like, with the Leo being, like, the person who is most favorited amongst everyone just struck me as, like, the opposite being just, like, this person who has absorbed everything. Like, not to say that they're a god. Like, they still are just, like... They have to sort through everything themselves still, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of just, like, a lot of them walking around wondering what, what's, why, what, why, why, just wondering why everything is, and The last person on Earth. Pretty much, but they're, like, not mad about it, you know? Like, 
it's what they it feels like a fulfilled wish to be just like the last yeah. person to just do whatever they want they still have everything in the world to their use it's not like everything was destroyed in some apocalypse like mm-hmm. they could still go on rides they just press a button boom they can they can ride the whole yeah. amusement park themselves they like, are like the metaphor for the importance of community by mm-hmm. lacking community yeah last but not least we have pisces i already i know i want to live there i just don't know what it is yet right <laughs> Pisces is, like, purely artistic pursuits. Mm. In that parallel universe, there is no money, and there's a barter system, and you trade your art for another person's art, and then we all pick fruits in the evening and listen to music and dance. I pictured a really just vast white space. Like, nothing at all? Literally nothingness. People can take their pictures literally wherever they want. You get the perfect Capricorn society, then you get, oh, there's one guy left in Aquarius, and then (laughs) nothing at all in Pisces. It's all gone. But there's people. There's, like, a bunch of people roaming this vast all white space there is literally nothing for them that to... would be very stressful for me really yeah no, no like stimulation no, I, need, I need stimulation like at least well, a little bit the stimulation comes from the people like they can you can hang up whatever and do whatever and so there's okay, a chaotic so like, good perhaps but like minecraft creative mode yes absolutely yeah like it's low stimulation but it's enough that like you have enough to work with and create whatever you want roblox yeah. I was also going to say that it could just be the astral projection realm that we go to every night when we dream. That as well. The movie Soul, where they're yeah, on yeah. the boat and they just like that's go Pisces through That's Pisces universe. That's what I was like kind of imagining. It's, it's like yeah. this really vast space. It's not like a space. separate universe. It's like the universe in between. Like the space in between the universes. Well, that's all for this episode. So thank you guys so much for listening. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Any closing thoughts? Peace and love. As always. Love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. And also, you're the best. And you can do anything.